0: Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1.
1: Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud, GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran, Tut, and Tommy B, GP3 Homies from the Block.
2: Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back. It is episode 66, GP3. What's going on, y'all? I got Ran. What's up, Ran?
3: Nothing much, man. All
2: right. Ran and uh, Millennial Nick's in the house. What's up, Millennial? How you doing, man? <laughs> hey. How hey? Are you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, congrats to uh, UGA, bro. Yeah. Uh, So what's what's the deal? Is, is uh, UGA, of course, they are the ACC champs. They're going to the, uh, I guess they go to the uh, overall bowl game, overall mm-hmm. championship opportunity. Yeah. It looks that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. All right. Any shout outs, Rand? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of them. Go ahead, man. There's, there's some small businesses out there
3: um, that, um, that are doing quite well. Uh, one is uh, organ- um, STEM Gems, an uh, organization that is uh, focused on uh, getting young women into uh, STEM. Um, the owner, Stephanie Effie has a book called STEM Gems, which is she's an African-American from here. Uh, MIT grad, and she's doing a great job, and she's doing a lot of press. And uh, if you guys are uh, looking for some pr- Christmas gifts for young ladies, go to STEM gyms. Uh, another one is called Little Flower Dolls. If you have a young one or female who's into into American girl dolls, where well, Little Flowers is an African American um, version of it, uh, by this woman out in um, out in Houston, Texas, and also Curvy Clothing. Um, you've probably seen their their clothing. Um, they are very prominent with the hip hop community, and he has a client called uh, uh, Tight Knit, where basically you can rep your hood. Uh, I wear a lot of his uh, his sweatshirts, and uh, so wherever hood you're from, he can make the shirt up, and um, and you never know.
2: Very cool, millennial. You got any shouts? Um, shout out to Gail King. You <laughs> <laughs> always go national. Why, why Gail King, man?
0: I don't know, that kind of week. Shout out to, um, you know, female anchors having to deal with Matt Lauer and Charlie Rose.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. That's uh, Yeah, we'll get into that. What, a, what another week. What another week. What a yep. week. What a week. All right, we'll try to keep it light, but but man, that's uh, let's start there. Uh, well, first of all, let me oh, go back. sorry, sorry hold go. on. Shout out to Aunt Curry. Aunt Curry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would say. Wherever that. you are, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, whatever.
2: Before, before we get into it, <laughs> uh, GP3, why they call us GP3. Um, the show's called GP3, uh, basically Grove Park 3 is what it stands for. Uh, the original members of the show, uh, Ran, is on the line. Ran, uh, that street man, what's your shout on the street? Uh, South Elizabeth, right? That's correct. And uh, North Avenue. I was on North Avenue, Tommy B. And uh, our uh, member emeritus, uh, Tut, was on uh, Charlotte Place. So we all uh, graduated from Grove Park Elementary School back in 77, came together to do a podcast. been a little bit over a year. And uh, we're on episode 66, round 66, doing our thing. So with that said, man, so much stuff on the plate. I'm going to go ahead and just go right into uh, a lot of the stuff, starting with the damn Harvey part of this thing, which has been consistent every week. I'm I'm thinking, like, can we just forget Mm -hmm. about the damn Harvey part? But damn, it just keeps on coming back. Matt Lauer. It keeps on coming, right. uh, uh, $20 million man, basically. Up to 20 million a year. Crazy.
0: His lawyers are are trying to negotiate a, I want to say, 30 million buyout. Wow.
2: Overall, just a total. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many more years did he have on his contract? I have no idea. He's been there for 20. He's been there for 20. Okay. mm -hmm. So uh, that continues to kind of unravel, unveil itself. Uh, Right. And uh, Russell Simmons is uh, also on the list this week. Uh, Yep removing himself from his business holdings nick you know more about that uh i don't i forgot the lady's name but um yeah stories
0: came out about him so he's just trying to get ahead of the game
2: and an actress Uh, and he's so is he's removing himself from the rush car he he, he put
0: put out a statement saying that he acknowledged what happened but he's just you know taking time off and Something about meditation. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Coming from Russell. Any thoughts on that, Rand? Rand still in? All right. Uh, Garrison Keillor, uh, NPR, Prairie Home Companion, man, um, uh, is hit. Uh, NPR, he was out of Minnesota, and NPR Minnesota basically said, mm-hmm. you know, farewell or So, no, he said.
0: He said it's an honor to be fired. Wow, something like that.
2: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, man. So uh, we'll, we'll, that's the damn Harvey part of it for for the week. Okay, we'll we'll just push on along. She's got to have mm-hmm. a reboot, man. I had a chance, and and, and I've actually uh, I went ahead and binge watched the week. Uh, okay, watching. I haven't had any time, but <laughs> you know what? I, I binge watched it? it for the podcast, man. And and I'm here to say. Uh, you know i don't know if, if i don't know fran if, Rand, if Rand's still on the line if, if he fell off or not he's still there but i had a chance to check it out man and uh it is very good i was i was concerned okay. i was concerned because now and i'll tell you back in the day the movie was okay but the fact that it was uh-huh. done by a black director uh almost like uh back in the day that that old school uh what do you call it when you uh when you gather money together you know where 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 Spike had had basically uh, you know done this crowdsourced crowdsourced all this money to do this movie and, and it was a black and white movie that was well done and and you know what it it really holds up uh, Netpl- Netflix is the perfect vehicle. Okay. or any kind of reboot, because it allows it to do to be edgy, it allows it to, yeah. you know, the to, to the 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 dialogue to be what the dialogue is. It 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 allows the sexiness, the sex, and everything else. I mean, it's an edgy platform, so okay. um, it's perfect vehicle for it. The casting's good, man. Uh, you know, generationally, I think it, it it's you know I'm old school, and but but you got it speaks to everybody, you know. It speaks okay. to the millennials. It speaks to, you know, the older generation. Uh, it does make some political statements. I'm not going to give it away, but there's some statements throughout. Cool. And it doesn't do it as an overkill, but it it, it makes sure that it's there and you know it's there. Uh, so I really got to give kudos to Spike. Uh, I think Joie, his sister, had a big role in it, as well as mm-hmm. uh, I think his, uh, his, his sister... And no, no. Yeah. Yeah. And his daughter. I think his daughter had something to do with within it, with the writing. So really, man. And and I what I think is going to lead to a lot of the directors who've done uh, these kind of groundbreaking movies will consider doing reboots on Netflix or some kind of platform, you know, because it's well done. I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Some people thought it might have been a little corny, but overall, I thought it was good. Okay so, okay. so check it out. All right. I'm gonna keep it moving. Uh, the Grammy, the Grammys go black. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in the past, um, I think when the nominations have come out and people look at the list, the Grammys list, um, they typically uh-huh. see one or two black artists maybe in a category. Am I correct when I say that mm-hmm. millennial and mm-hmm. now if you oh, hold on, you're breaking a whole bit. Yeah. When you when you look at the uh, the Grammys and you look at this year's nominations, you basically are looking at the majority of the folks in the top categories, the general categories, being either Hispanic or African-American. So like Justin Bieber, for example, is the only white artist listed for record of the year. Uh, Ed Sheeran is in pop. But he's not in any of the top categories, so you don't see any rock, you don't see any country. It's pretty much r and mm-hmm. hip hop, and 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 I'll, I'll let me see if I can get to the list. Uh, millennial, millennial, hear me, okay? Ram was here. Mm-hmm. Ram, Ram, you're kind Ram. of popping off. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Ram may have fallen off. Yeah. You're, you're clear on the podcast, so it's all good. Uh, let's see. I have- I'm back. Oh hey hey. Oh okay, he's here. Okay. Uh, basically, you're looking at, if you look at the um, the list right now and you look at record of the year, you've got um, uh-huh. Redbone, Childish Gambino. You've got Despacito, uh, which is uh, Fonzie, Louis Fonzie and uh, Daddy Yankee with Justin Bieber. And mm-hmm. uh, Story of O.J., Humble, and 24 Carat among record of the year. Uh, album of the year, you've got Awaken, uh, My Love by Childish Gambino, 444 Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, you've got Lord uh, with Melodrama and then Bruno Mars. So again, you know, you got minorities when, and maybe Lord stands out as, as the only pop or rock. And then Song of the Year, uh, Despacito, uh, 444 Issues, 1 800 273. And That's what I like. Best new artist, uh, how do you say her name? Millennial Alicia, Aless- oh, yeah, Alicia Cara, and uh, Khaled, mm-hmm. uh, Khaled, yeah, uh, Julia Michaels, and Scissor. and Scizah. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting, man. And that's interesting, and it is, uh, you know, it's really, I think, with the Grammys, and I don't think they've come out and said it, but they're basically trying to put uh, them in the position to win because well, they feel like they've been overlooked. So, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, reunion? I mean, they've
0: been overlooked, but honestly, um, I'm glad Jay Z got nominated, I think that's wonderful. But um, it's it's just it, it's just interesting after the whole last year debacle about you know Beyonce losing and Adele giving her whole speech to why Beyonce should have won. Yeah. Um, and it, it just it just be if Jay Z won, um, it just it just be kind of funny. Um, because, because, you know, the whole album for both their albums have been about the fact that Jay-Z cheated
4: yeah,
0: yeah, for yeah. 44. It was about him waking up, you know, middle of the night. And this is about him admitting all the stuff he cheated. Lemonade was about the actual cheating and the blah, blah, blah. And the forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. And all that, all those things, that album. So it's just, it's interesting if he wins for an album, about admitting that he cheated while his wife lost um, for an album that was about the same thing
2: you're going too deep man. you know
0: <laughs> you i know i'm going to deep. but anyway anyway i just hope i hope that, no i'm um, just
2: saying i mean that's that's yeah that's a conspiracy theory is that is, it's is a that like, no is, that's not a conspiracy theory. i'm just saying it's just yeah it's the reality you know. yeah it's the reality of the theme of the album so is it being floated out there yeah talking about that on twitter are they uh, I
0: don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking, yeah. but, um, I, I, I just think the, they, they look at that, well, they look at that snub, they look at that last year album of the year snub. And, you know, a lot of black artists were really upset by yeah. that because, you know, they used, um, I mean, they don't outright say this, but they use Beyonce for ratings. Yeah. They use Beyonce for, you know, when they say that Beyonce is coming to the Grammys, they, they know that when she performs, it's going to be the highest moment where you know the highest viewings of the show are when Beyonce performs True. um yeah so Grammys the Grammys it's funny because they they'll snub her over and over but they'll use um you know her star power for commercial money you know ad money and all this stuff but you know they'll still give album of the year to Adele or they'll give the album of the year to, to Bet, you yeah, know
4: yeah yeah
0: but um but anyway I just I, I um it's much needed, yeah. but again, would I mean I, I don't hold this to them because I think we need to see next year's nominations to see if this is a trend they're going to keep up.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'm not I'm
0: different. not exactly clapping for them yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean this also speaks to the fact that just rock and all these other genres just did not have as, in as much of an impact.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they haven't really in the recent years, but I think now they're starting to recognize the fact that. You know, most of the top-rated albums these days aren't necessarily in those categories.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But for, yeah, but for but for um rock especially um, I I can't tell you who is really pushing rock forward. Mm-hmm. It's kind of there's nobody. I mean, the only the only people left
2: were Foo Fighters,
0: Splintered. Yeah, but it, it rock itself is splintered off mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard. It's really hard to say what's rock. Um and the, I think the last really, um, at least in my opinion, the kind the of, kind of one of the last groups to really come out of this whole rock scene and really push anything forward was kind of like White Stripes or somebody yeah. like Jack White, you know, had the had the edge to it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm I don't know what else to say.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know been, what? Here's the thing. And, and here's what I other, say to yeah. – this year, and 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 I'll wrap it on on the on the Grammy side, man. Um, first of all, I hope I hope the uh, the R and B hip hop artists uh, use this platform, uh, yeah, because to really speak out, to really speak out, and and mm-hmm. and really, um, you know, I think it's more the Grammys need an audience, and the Grammys know yeah. that the R and B hip hop world is, I mean, social media side is a beast. Yeah, it's dominating. And, you know, I think right. um if, they, if, if they're if they using R&B and hip-hop rap to grow their audience, then R&B and hip-hop yes. needs to take that platform and use that platform to kind of catapult what they're doing because I think they're losing on the exposure side, the R&B, Absolutely. hip-hop, and, and the on, on are the, trying the mainstream. To get relevant. Yeah, they're trying to be yeah. relevant. trying, trying to, be, to be, relevant.
3: be relevant. And also, too, one of the things that, they changed the voting this year. This is the first year they really opened it up digitally. And because uh, people of color uh, tend to use the digital world more than other people, that's why you're seeing a, a, one big trend in this voting right here. So
2: uh, okay. Among among the so Grammy this, committee. The committee, the back, on, the on background. The Grammy
3: committee.
4: Yeah.
2: So
3: this is the first year that they've really opened it up digitally. And also mm. the, uh, the, 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 the political parties now are really looking at this. Uh, particularly the people who are about voter suppression, this scares them because what they're saying is that if we make voting easier, just like yes. what the Grammys did, Absolutely. this could actually change the complexion of our country. And also right. the Grammys has another big issue in terms of relevance, and that is with the American Music Award, Dick Clark's entity, which is based on fan support. One of mm-hmm. the challenges that the Grammys faces is that people don't understand the how votes are tallied, who votes, et cetera. You mm-hmm. understand that the Grammys is more of an industry award than a fan award. And so on social media, uh, when the fans revolted last year because they felt that Beyonce's album uh, should have been nominated or recognized, it forced the Grammys to really internally look at themselves and say, well, right. what are we doing here?
2: Okay. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the Grammys, move on to the Black Princess, mm-hmm. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry. Um, I guess I, I guess we could say kudos to her. You know, she's uh, mm-hmm. she's a bap. <laughs> she's from L.A. <laughs> black,
3: truly well, black. Know, truly a bap.
2: She's
3: not, not going to be the first black princess.
2: Um, yeah. You know, historically, yeah, they can always go in but, but you know, Shaw. modern, modern day. You know, you, yeah. you got to say, you know, people are going to use this angle. You know, right, right, right. and, uh, you know, kudos to her, man. Mom's from LA, um, and her dad's, I think he's, he's white, of course. And he's a lighting director who lives in Mexico oh, Okay, and, uh, she was on suits. And one of one of the things she said, uh, in terms of when, when she was in Hollywood, she was never, um, black enough to be given black roles yet. Mm-hmm. You know, she, uh, you know, of course was seen as a person of color. When it came down uh-uh. to how they casted her for mainstream roles. So, you know, uh, this is going to be a, a, a very different role for her, especially, uh-huh. you know, over in the UK. So, what have you heard about this, Rand? Any, any interesting? And I, I know you, well, m- I mean, you like mentioned I, the historical like I was part to of say it.
3: earlier, um, you know, um, she will be the second uh, African American princess in the royal household because Prince Charlotte, which actually the city of Charlotte is named after, and Charlotte, city, uh-huh. Virginia is named after. Um, was the uh, was the uh, actually the aunt of um, Queen Victoria? What year was that? This was in. A, she died in eighteen forty-four, something like that. Yeah, so
2: this is my Day. Oh, so that's
3: you know. So uh, what I what I do here is that I, I, I met with some women yesterday, and they said one of the things about this uh, engagement should open up the eyes to. Uh, particularly men in general, particularly African-American men, because they, most of the women have picked up this. If you notice how Harry acts around her and said, he gives a level of yes. reverence and, and not only reverence, but also that he is truly into her. Hopefully that will open up black men out there in terms of how they view right. and respect their black women, because it's saying, here's a guy, um, you know, he can marry any woman in the world. But right. at the end of the day, he is he is so spitting about this woman that it that mm-hmm.
0: black men should should wake up, right? No, to your to your point, she is, you know, Meghan Markle. She's an incredibly she's not just an actress; she's an incredibly intelligent woman. She gives wonderful interviews, and I actually um actually saw a clip of her back in like ninety one when she was like twelve years old, and she was she was a nick she was in the Nick News show if you remember that, but right. she wrote um. It was kind of circulating around the internet but she wrote a letter to an ad agency because the ad agency it was for soap but the soap advertising was talking about how women fight greece and she was like 12 years old and she was like you know i think this is wrong um it's not you know it's not just women you need to stop perpetuating this image about women clean it was you know very forward-thinking even at that age um and now she's the un ambassador for um, women all over the world, um, so she she has you know she's not just an, an actress she's not just a talented actor she is a spokesperson and somebody who can really elevate the conversation. Well, good and, good, and good, for your point, good for her. Good for
3: her. She she is probably more prepared for that mm-hmm. role than any other woman who ever stepped into that household from that. Absolutely, success. absolutely.
0: When you, she when you well,
3: yeah. when you look at her intelligence and her. Um, her international mm-hmm. human rights empathy that she has shared through the years.
0: Absolutely, she's uh, she's a she's one of the best speakers I've ever heard.
2: Well, very good, very good. Right. We're gonna move on mm-hmm. for time. Atlanta mayoral race uh, is heating up. Of, of course, I about uh, to pass out Tuesday. Thinking about Mary Norwood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Norwood versus Bottoms. If Dude. you're not from Atlanta, uh, it is still a nationally watched race. Uh, as a matter of fact, we take the show on Sunday. And today, Camilla uh, Harris, uh, senator uh, from California, is in town. Uh, mm-hmm. Cory Booker uh, from New Jersey is in town to stump for bottoms. Um, and, and a lot of people are criticizing uh, bottoms because they feel like she has not spoken to her Democratic base. So this is an opportunity okay. or should be, is supposed to be. The opportunity, but but the biggest deal and and I'm going to say this and kind of throw it out there. Okay, Shirley Franklin has endorsed Norwood. I saw that. And uh, as a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. there are ads running uh, throughout Atlanta on radio uh, that are basically, uh, you know, uh, uh, touting the endorsement. Uh, She mentions in the ad uh, she knows it's going to hurt her legacy. um, But but Mm -hmm. basically it's it's her denouncing the quote unquote. Pay for play climate at City Hall,
1: okay.
2: Um, and there was a point I think when they, uh, based on the AGC polling, it was a dead heat. But now right. uh, Norwood is up six percent. So what have you heard uh, lately? I'll I'll throw it to you, Rand. Well, yesterday actually, this past week, I've been with I've been working with some politicos, and
3: um, it's very uh, interesting. Um, like you said, most of them are pleased with the national um, national politics to the market. They view that as an insult. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that Clema, Camilla Harris
4: and, uh, and uh,
3: went to Howard University together, so they have a relationship that goes back decades. Okay. But if you look at what if you look at what's happening with, uh, with the uh, race for um, endorsement, uh, Mary Norwood as, uh, you know, Kathy Willard, which is, to me, that was a critical endorsement to get for either candidate to come.
2: Did Kathy she, Kathy she, got
3: the, a, she got the, she got the Kathy game. Willard. Did she get it? The Kathy? Yeah. Willard? Yeah. She got, she wow. got Kathy, Kathy Willard, John Eaves, and Peter Ammon, you know, that, that contingent right there represents about 60% of the vote.
4: Yeah. That's massive. Um
3: And so, uh, only she, Keisha so far has gotten, um, uh, Kwanzaa Hall. And that's, you know, he brought in only 4,000 votes. So, um, Right now, for Keisha and her team, this looks like a very tight election. And this is an election, quite honestly, that could change the state from a uh, particularly um, uh, Mm -hmm. from a to a purple state in terms of a city. Because if Atlanta falls, it makes it very difficult for um, the state to turn from uh, red to blue. Mm -hmm. And and there are a lot of African-Americans out that I've spoken to who are saying that they're going to vote for Mary Norwood. Mm. And you know, a lot of it is going to be a, a mm. protest vote against uh, Kasim Reed's uh, ten year. Um, and so uh, that that's a scary thing, right there. I mean, it is it is really, scary. and you know, in, in 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 the early votes too. That's another thing too. If if Norwood and Willard and Peter Amon's people come out in the early vote, it could really hurt uh, Lance Bottoms.
2: Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting because. Um The Shirley Franklin uh, endorsement carries a lot of weight. Not only, you know, uh, you you mentioned the fact that the uh, the candidates from the most recent race, uh, well, the the, before the runoff, uh, have already thrown their their backing behind Norwood, but but the but Franklin and the legacy vote has a uh, carries a lot of weight. So so we'll see how it goes. um, And it's this Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. But again, these people got to go out and vote, though. That's the scary thing. I mean. uh, yeah, and, and I, I don't think they uh, candidly. I think they care more about the Christmas holidays than they care about the future uh-huh. of the city. And that's you know it is what it is. Uh, I I'm not gonna I'm gonna jump off the soapbox. Keep it moving to the Trump train. <laughs> All right, let's we might as well get into this. Uh, the Mike Flynn fiasco. Um, basically, uh, you know he pled guilty to lying uh, to the FBI. F- FBI, January twenty fourth. Um, He is working with Mueller and his team. Uh, We don't know. And that's one of the things that people, um, the people who are uh, reporting on this um, ethically (laughs) are saying that we don't know all the facts. We don't know, even though he did come out and plead guilty to lying on the 24th, we don't know what else he's told Mueller and his team, Mueller. Um, and and also, you know, the other thing that's coming out that a lot of people are um, are, are looking at as possibly uh, indicting or, or or you know basically putting Trump in a negative light or has put Trump in a negative light are the tweets. Uh, when you look at uh, Trump saying he lied to Pence, uh, a, well, not a year ago, within in January, now he's saying he lied to Pence and the FBI. So could this be the beginning of the end for the Trump administration? I don't know. I mean, that's a question that's out there. Uh, what are you hearing, Rand?
3: Well, I mean, quite honestly, uh, they set up the total pole. That's the strategy right now. Um, and now by, by Pence admitting guilt, uh, it's thrown a red flag into the, into the um, constant um, branding of fake news now. Because now people are waking up saying, well, if this guy saying, Yeah, I, lied, um, then everything about fake news now becomes um, a source of credibility in terms of the way Trump is trying to portray it. Uh, and based on the legal experts that I'm hearing, I said, based based upon this um, this admission of guilt, there's a lot more um, that we don't know because they could have gone after more charges. And this charge, I think, carries a maximum of five. Years and they said probably he might do no more than six months if he if he's ever um, convicted. Um, so um, if I was the Trump administration right now, I would be I would be doubling down on my lawyering up right now.
2: Do you think the tweets are smart?
3: Uh, right now, I would I would say if I was Trump's lawyer, I would take that phone away from him um, because the guy's reckless and um, you know so it it doesn't it doesn't help him.
2: Mm. Okay. Um, also, the uh, tax bill passed, of course. Um, and you're hearing 45 uh, basically uh, push that it's the largest tax drop when it's really the largest corporate tax drop. Um, and uh, it, it's very dependent upon supply side economics. But, I, I, you know, but it adds to the deficit, which the critics are saying. And, and the bottom line is, will the corporations and will business put the money back into the American infrastructure? I think that's the biggest question. Uh, Millennial, well, go ahead. Now I'll throw it to you, Rand. You start now. And uh, they showed, they showed a, a video
3: of Gary Cohn at a at a, um,
2: at a conference, and he asked
3: the CEOs of some tax uh, CEOs of the major corporations, are they going to put the money back in back in terms of uh, capital investment? And less than ten hands went up.
2: Yeah, because you've got one of the reasons why the tax drop is to encourage or entice a lot of these companies who have money offshore, overseas, to bring the money back. Do you think they will?
3: Uh, I think there's an amnesty plan in place that they're trying to do. I think Obama tried it and it didn't work. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, based on current behavior, um, I don't think so. Because a lot of people need to understand, when I worked in corporate America, we were always told, our role was to maximize shareholder value.
4: Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. our
3: role, and so that has not changed. The people who believe in that are still in, are right. still the power brokers of these major organizations. So I don't see that happening. I just see people lining their stock options and their bonuses and other things.
2: This is not right. phila- This is not philanthropy. <laughs> it ain't about well, it's that. Well,
3: corporate philanthropy. I mean, you know, oh. our, our tax rate is already on paper it looks high but when you think about all the deductions and all the loopholes that these guys have yeah. our tax rate is just as competitive as many other countries out there mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of smoke and mirrors yeah yeah
2: that's what a lot of folks are saying so all right tillerson uh basically trump is saying no he's not gone which is the kiss of death and um could it be you said it huh what's that i said you said it yeah that that that's uh the godfather uh, kiss. And uh, could it be because of North Korea? Do you do you think um, because of the way the whole North Korea situation is going, um, I think a lot of folks uh, or within his team, within the circle of 45, uh, would rather have somebody in that situation who can uh, take the heat off uh, 45's rhetoric. So because it's not going to happen with Tillerson. Tillerson's already said diplomacy. And he stands by diplomacy with North Korea. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll watch that. But I my bet is on the fact that he'll be out within the month of December. He'll be gone within the next couple of weeks. You know? mm-hmm. Pompeo? Pompeo? Who is it? Uh, CIA? Mike Pompeo? Yeah. That's yeah, Mike Pompe- mm-hmm. Pompeo. Pompeo may step in there and take his place. Uh, the Muslim video retweet was... Um, God was just um you know nothing surprises me
0: <laughs> sorry i just can't believe we have i have to defend Theresa may in
2: 2017.
4: <laughs> I know, teresa like, may twenty
2: seventeen like teresa teresa can't answer a question about brexit may <laughs> what the hell so teresa like, may it was funny know. because i don't, i don't know if you had a chance to see it uh you know when you watch british parliament because you know british parliament is hardcore when they stand mm-hmm. and they speak they don't you know it, it's like there's no filter and Great. and one by one, they're standing up condemning the president of the United States. OK. Right. And uh, Theresa May. For real. Uh, it, 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 and, and I just, you know, again, more red meat for the base. Grand. I think
3: Theresa May, where she made a mistake and I think um, millennial Nick uh, mentioned it. When when 45 first assumed office, I think she was the first profile uh, PM of, of foreign dignitary who literally. Jump on a jet and fly over here. She was kiss kissing the ring. ring. <laughs> yeah. Kissing right. the ring. She was like the first one. She's kissing his ring.
2: And oh, I absolutely.
3: Now, and I think now what has happened is with the Brexit vote mm-hmm. and with the rash of the latest uh the rash of, of bombings over there and mm-hmm. tweeting is just, I mean, it is like putting egg on her face. I mean, mm-hmm. I think she oh. I think she really regrets that now. I think we she is seeing what people here in the United States know about him in terms of how he how he changes in a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So support to public, you know, humiliation of you. And right. So I think right now she is going through it and she didn't realize she I think she walked in and thought she had a boy.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, it, it's going to be interesting because, um, of course, you know, you know, the billion you know, the, you, you're going after an ideology and, and, and a religion, which um, for, for 45, it's just a distraction. And and I, I'm wondering, we always, I mean, I think every week, if you note this on the podcast, there's one distraction every week. If it's Lonzo by Ball, by design. By design, well, sure. by design yeah, sure there's I'm a design. distraction a week. If you can go back and listen to every podcast we've done, uh, every week, there's Lonzo Ball. There's the you know uh, UCLA. There's mm-hmm. the NFL. There has to mm-hmm. be one distraction that ain't got shit to do with right. anything else. That's that's basically gonna be it's, tweeted out. It's it's always in the arena of a cultural war. Yes. Yep. You know? And that's like part of the part of the so formula. All- you know. So what's next? Right. And, and and that's what he knows. What he does best. And I think the next one, believe it or not, and, and I'm a let's let's put a bet on it now. It's gonna be interesting because I think the next one is gonna be about Christmas. About who's saying Christmas Oh, and, he already started that. But I think it's gonna he's probably gonna do a <laughs> tweet Christmas. a tweet. Um that's gonna happen within the next couple of weeks. I just know it's coming. I can feel yeah. it. it's coming. All right, Rand, what you got, man? What's on your plate? What's on Rand's rant? Oh man! I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things happening right now. I just think
3: one of the biggest things is that uh, uh, that that we're seeing right now is is um, uh, I'm really getting concerned about uh, the lack of support for a lot of the African American candidates across the country in terms of the vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we have put so much faith in parties,
4: you know, yes. we saw
3: we saw how. Uh, I've been reading Donna Brazil's book and uh, okay. a very interesting book. And, and what I'm noticing is the power structure in terms of lack of respect for our vote and, and people. Right. Lives, how, you know, we do not put money behind our votes. Uh, we do not in terms of getting our people out to vote mobilization. And mm-hmm. I was listening to someone over the weekend and they brought up an interesting point. Is it time for us right now? Uh to have a national black funded get out the vote initiative. You know, what I mean is our people, like uh, our celebrities to, to pool together funds so that when candidates are running that are not in our best interest, that we have a, a pool of funds that we can control at the local level, that we can disperse at the local level to get, to get the vote out. Yeah. Uh, to provide those those signs, to provide those door hangers, to pay for that staff to go out there and knock on doors. Unlike Hillary Clinton's uh, team wanted us to go out there for free and knock on doors, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but, Rand, let
2: me let me ask you a question, Rand. As you mentioned that. Do you feel, first of all, let's look at the top side. Let's look at the funding. Who has the, mm-hmm. and, and let's be specific. Let's take a couple of minutes and, and stay on this. Um, who, by name, has the influence and the power to to, to actually move the herd? Who? All right, I'll say this. Uh, okay. You're breaking You're up. People, okay, go ahead, because I, I want to hear I, this. Go ahead. I mean, the, the media made them all open, open. Okay. Okay. But do you... Okay, you mentioned
3: Uh, Oprah. 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 Uh, I think we have black institutions, some of the banks. We have uh, athletes, celebrities, etc. Now, I realize there's a risk. I realize there's a risk because many of their their dollars are tied up, uh, aligned with big corporate interests.
4: Okay. I get that. All
2: right, so you Uh, may... But I think right now, Ram, what you're talking about is critical... And 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 it's it's a conversation that needs to be had, but we need to really specifically identify the who and the how mm-hmm. much. And and you're you're right about Oprah, but it can't always it can't all be about Oprah. But you're oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So so I'm wondering yeah. because what happens is um everybody mentions Oprah's name and then <laughs> and then it's yeah. and then everything else is gray. You know what I mean? Everything else is generic. But I think we need to specifically look at who's got the power, who's got that money and that impact, and then say, look, okay, if we're going to talk about Oprah, then we need to identify because of what's going on with the NFL right now. Can the NFL Players Union come out and say, okay, we will also get involved. X number of players are going to put money into the pot upwards we're talking about one, two, three, five million dollars combined mm-hmm. or ten million combined. But yeah, I you
3: know, I I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing on the music the side is that Yeah. The fact is we need to put we need to put it on the table because right now we keep saying the Democratic Party is not doing this.
2: Yeah. Well you say yeah and, and you say that because my, my point again and, and it goes back to who's who's the leadership. Who's you know, when, <laughs> when we had in the the movement or revolution or, or any kind of movement in the sixties, it was because, you know, like it or not, there was a singular uh, leader. There was, yeah, there was somebody like a Dr. King who was truly leading the movement. So who's leading the movement?
3: You know, right now I don't have a name, Mm -hmm. but I, but I think if we get people in the room, uh, and if we if we can get people to check their egos at the door
4: yeah
3: if, um, because that's a critical thing right there because we got to get something started because right now again with voter suppression mm-hmm. um, across the country um, and, and again lack of voter grassroots turnout types of mm-hmm. activities. Because at the end of the day,
2: this is hand-to-hand combat. You can go after But, but, Rand, I I, I hear what you're saying. But if we don't name names now, because here's what happens. And I'm just going to be straight up, okay? Here's what happens. And it happened back before 2008. We're going to wait way up until a convention, and then a name's going to come up. But it's going to be, quite frankly, it's the Manchurian candidate every time. You know what I mean? And now we need a grassroots name. Um, you know, I think. I mean, I think most of the politicians who are in are quote unquote Manchurian man. They are paid by, by the Manchurian corp- Corporation. They are. Well, they're influenced. They are heavily influenced. But right now, socially, who's that name? And I think that's the thing because what happens is everybody's like, hold off, hold off. It's coming. No, 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 no. We need to know now. Even though, I mean, I, I, I empathize and I, I get it with Black Lives Matter. Even more so when you watch some of the, uh, you know, some of the documentaries and you see how these got these kids live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea of this, how do you call it? This cloaking, this cloaked movement. You still got to have somebody who speaks, who can be out there, who can be on all the so networks. Who, who, Who 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 comes top of mind for you? Top of mind, I don't have anybody, and that's what's scary. Yeah, that's what's scary. But I will say this: um,
0: I don't the the GOP um, in particular. You know, they found their guy, (laughs) all right. But if you look at the people that donate the money,
2: he's Manchurian. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, Manchurian. I'm just saying. From the
2: movie, I'm just not.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not just at. you know, the federal election level, you have to consider people like Robert Mercer. Um, if you don't know who he is, please look him up because he donates a lot of money. Um, the Koch brothers, but um, specifically Robert Mercer. He mm-hmm. is a known mega donor for the GOP and he donates to campaigns throughout. But to tell the average person where the people get their money from, yeah. they wouldn't have any idea. Yeah. So the G- they've, been, they've been playing the shadow you know, the shadow game mm-hmm. of, you know, campaign fundraising money for a long time. Um, but I, I am I'm I here to tell you that, that
2: you mentioned, anymore. you mentioned that word and and I think that's the perfect word for it. It is a shadow, like what? a shadow leader. Yeah, a total shadow campaign. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, this whole Russia thing is a shadow campaign. You yeah. have these forces that the average American does not see. The average American is not aware of, but these are people who, you know, you make you make fun of Jay Z, Beyonce for being Illuminati. This mm-hmm. is the real Illuminati. What's going on? These people in yeah. you know, closed doors, making these deals and making, um, you know, these decisions about who to give money to. Because mm-hmm. it's not it's because it's it's one thing to be in a powerful position, but if you don't have the money,
4: yeah,
0: um, can't do anything. The money, the mobility, um, the bot army. <laughs> you know, the, the bot factory and bot army to flood social media to really change the conversation. It's, um, man, when you really, when you really think about what goes into some of these campaigns, it's not people, it's not just people stumping out and people, you know, grassrooting, which is, is it's important, Yeah. but a lot of the, a lot of the campaigns that have won, um, particularly, uh, you know, going back to 2010, even with like the tea party and um, you know, 2012, how, if you want to, I mean, if you want to look how the GOP took back the house, they did it. um, You know, house and Senate, they did it through um, very, uh,
2: I guess a shadow, a very. Yeah. There's, there's a level of where this whole thing starts. Yeah, because they didn't, plug, you know, plaque, 2010 and dagger. 2012, there yeah. was no,
0: there was no 45 Yeah, or, I mean, there, he was tweeting, yeah. but you know, a lot of that came from, uh, just an angry base and a lot. And then, you know, there are people out there like the Koch brothers and Robert Mercer who took advantage of that and donated and built campaigns around people's, um, uh, unwillingness and un- a dislike of Obama. So, yeah,
2: well, I, I, and I, and I, and I yeah. to, to, to Rand's note, I think without a doubt, um, you know, Rand makes a very good point and mm-hmm. this is not about disagreeing or agreeing. Right. It's really about just, drilling right. down. And because here's the thing that Rand, that you mentioned that, um, and, and you talk about Shirley Franklin. Well, I, I talked about, I mentioned the fact that she endorsed Norwood. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. she's not the only one, but because, you know, you got to ask, well, with all this that has been going on, where have you been? You right. Know? Was, and, and, you know, and I, I want to
0: say something about that. Because if you saw this on, and
2: you knew what going on, then why right. are you Why why are you waiting the weekend before the election to become vocal Absolutely. about it versus and, and you know standing what? up and saying something about it? You know, right. and that's and you my know point. What? You know, well, and if, the timing is suspect, but go ahead. Right.
0: No, say, so if you know what, if, if you, you know, this, this also gives, it's funny because it gives her an opportunity to flip the script down the line. Um, Because Mary, Nor- you know, if people, you know, Mary Norma will be, the, if she wins, will be the first white mayor since 1973. And as much as, as much as we've talked about, you know, getting out the vote, especially getting out the black youth vote, you know, especially these older Black people who are probably going to vote for Mary Norwood, don't, you know, don't, you know, if, if people don't like Mary Norwood, let's say one or two years from now, all these especially these older Black people who are supporting Mary Norwood can't turn around and be like, oh, why didn't y'all come out and vote from, you know, bottoms, you know, why, why didn't you do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel like, um, I don't want to say that this, the, the endorsement was opportunist, but there there is a, I think I think the difference between Norwood and Bottoms is a generational when it when it comes down to the politicians that support mm-hmm. okay. um okay. each candidate. It comes down to like a generational rift that's starting to really form in Atlanta. Mm. Um I think. Okay.
2: Um Ram, and, Ram, are I mean, you still there to that to that point? Yeah, I'm let me ask you let me ask you, You've been closer to I mean, Atlanta. Every, every, everything he says,
3: I mean with what, what millennials say is, is so true. There's you have a generational uh, rift. You have a. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely have what I call it. you have a newcomer rift to a new, uh, You know how it is in the universities, town versus gown. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Well, we have that rift. We have homegrown versus flown on, clone in rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that is that is
2: occurring. So people don't. don't Mary Norwood to a lot of people in And she's cities. she's only been here. What, a, Norwood's been here what thirty five years. If, if right. so, yep. but, okay. but if you
3: look at the demographics of what has happened in the city, within the city limits, oh,
2: so
3: a new to, to many minds is a new candidate, they mm-hmm. don't have a history with her.
4: Yeah,
2: so, so let me ask you, Rand, with you saying, with that being said, and and just s- kind of spell it out specifically, you don't have to give a whole lot of details. The thing I'd like to know, I'm not let's say I'm on the outskirts of Atlanta. Let us let, be clear about that on the podcast. Um we don't in n- no one on uh this podcast actually lives in the city of Atlanta to vote for mayor. Okay. Mm-hmm. We all live on the outskirts yeah. because Atlanta is a metropolitan area that has so many right. freaking different mayors and outskirts and mm-hmm. cities, it's ridiculous. Um everybody has a fiefdom. Um but my, my point about um Norwood or or the thing I really would like to know is for the people within the city ran, I don't know. What if you gotten, let's say on the African-American side, how is she perceived? Right now,
3: Mary's getting mixed results, mixed reviews. And it, and it really depends upon which demographic group you go at. Right. If you look at older African-Americans, Mary does not have a positive uh, uh, image. Uh, if you look at younger African Americans who were homegrown, they might be more neutral to her. Oh, okay. African Americans who are younger and who just moved here, uh, she's a clean slate. So, many instances, she's po- they have a positive perspective for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the white millennials, for the most part, many of them have a positive perspective of her. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, look at uh, particularly when it comes to white women. I think she has; she's about 50-50, but she has a more of a positive uh, perception among older white men um, mm. because they they see her representing and she says what they want to hear.
2: Do you think uh, she is truly uh, the uh, Trump in sheep's clothing?
3: I think she's something in the sheep's clothing. I just don't know mm-hmm. what to do.
2: Well, she's independent, no, I,
3: quote unquote. Right, I, 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 you know, I. I was at a conference about gentrification the the day, and mm-hmm. they asked, they said, when you look at Atlanta and gentrification really kicked off in Atlanta in 1992, 93, when the Olympics were announced. The question was, mm-hmm. who has benefited the most? It came down to Arthur Blank, the Chamber, and the Buckhead, Dunwoody, Sandy Springs community.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think Cassim Reeds benefited? Well, yeah. In the lo- Bill, well, in the uh, long term, know, currently he wasn't he wasn't mayor then, but long. No, he wasn't there. I think Bill Campbell. Bill
3: Campbell was mayor at the time. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he has done a lot in the past eight years to participate in that growth.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So to get back to your question, you know, I just don't know. Everyone is talking about growth. But I don't know if everyone's talking about growth in terms of everyone eating at the table.
0: Yeah, right. That's the thing. And so, and that's and some, that's gentrification in a nutshell.
3: Right. And and see, and we we need to, for us as a people, we need to change our conversation about gentrification. It's not about race. It's about economics. Yeah. Right. Race, race comes into a comes in comes into play when the people who are displaced are primarily of. Uh, significantly of more one race than another absolutely and so and so i just believe that mary norwood is is more pro-business i think mm-hmm. she will change what Kasim reed did uh and, and like most mayors she will build upon that i don't think that mary is equipped nor does she really have the interest to deal with some of the other issues unless it mm-hmm. has an impact on business in other right. words i the uh, Amazon headquarters, you know, I can, you know, if, if Amazon wants to be located in downtown Atlanta, I can see Mary doing a serious urban renewal project down there. Uh, because again, that that's about business, but in terms of understanding the needs of the people, I just don't get it. I just Great. don't feel it, but again, I'm, I'm like you. I'm on the outside looking in. I might be a little bit closer to the window. My nose might be pressed up more than yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, really, I mean, I, I mean, that's just the honest fact. My nose is probably pressed up more than yours. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it, it's going to be a tough election because I have to keep okay. reminding myself. It only won by seven hundred votes. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, you know Against what? Rand, right?
2: ran, you and I, you and yeah. I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about uh, Grove Park and the community and our homes and who owned what around.
3: You know, they're changing the designation of that, man.
2: No, explain. You know, I didn't know that. In other words, you know, you and I have always called it the West Side, right? Yes. Now they're trying
3: to call it, they're they're calling, they're renaming communities, Upper West Side, uh, Inner West Side. The same thing that that is happening in New York with with Harlem. Yeah. White folks are trying to change the name. They don't want that Harlem (laughs) name. Brooklyn. Wow. And so so what they're doing is now with the West Side, they are a little community. So when they say Upper West Side, they're talking about Howell Mill Road, um, that corridor near Georgia Tech, and Bennett Square.
4: Okay. Oh. uh,
3: Okay. So you have to be very careful when you say West Side now because. They're playing these games of carving it out. It's almost like, uh oh, with no. the, what the Allied forces did after World War Two when they went to Germany. It's
2: uh-huh. up. To the to the, the victor the spoils, man. Yeah, East and West Germany. To, yeah. Hey, Rand. But, right to the victor the spoils, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's
3: what. And that's what. And that's what's happening now. Because I mean, I sat with some realtors the other day.
4: Yeah.
3: And and I didn't realize. I'm telling people, if you get know some realtors out there get to know them because they can tell you where this city is going because a lot of them are being brought in on these development issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And um again on Mary on the the point about the I guess Mary Norwood being independent. The one thing I'm worried about is infrastructure for the Democratic Party moving forward in the state of Georgia. Like you said about the state turning purple and Mary Norwood wins. Um I think it'll be particularly crucial in Stacey Abrams' campaign. Who wins this
2: election? Well, let me let me um, mention this in uh, what base do you need. Millennial, to with you saying that, let me because I know a lot of people who listen who aren't in the area and don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and correct me if I'm wrong. Ran because ran's a little bit more involved on this side, but Georgia mm-hmm. is a nonpartisan. Uh, when it well, comes yeah, down to the, voting, the, the mayoral elections in Georgia are nonpartisan. And, yes, and, which and is, that's, yeah. that's what confuses because you're absolutely right yes. but what mm. makes it confusing in terms of what side of the fence you're on is the fact that the elections are nonpartisan. Am I correct yes. in saying that? Uh Mr. Political yeah. uh, uh that's correct pundit because because it does that's have correct. a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. people can slip in without announcing their stance and, and but but which for for those of you who are neutral who don't give a damn. And they look at what you bring to the table. That's a good thing. But for those who are just playing games, what you Mm-mm. gotta, we, and, and that's what I, what I mean by playing games is, um, I think what a lot of people are asking, you know, cause, cause here's the thing. And you and I, we all know folks who listen to this podcast know that we're not a big, uh, we're not big fans of 45. Okay. Of uh, not. we're not. and, and, if if he did the right things, then there may be honest. Yeah, you're right. God, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but here's my point. Uh but if you stand with him, then you need to let people know because there are a lot of people who don't stand with him, who don't want to stand okay. with him. And you need to be mm-hmm. upfront about whether or not you stand with him and you agree right. with the way he but does no, business. This, this, you new know arcs, because if I know that up front... If, you either are, or you aren't. Right. If, if 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 I know you stand <laughs> with the way he does business, then you know, and and it's not about just drawing a well. You know, it might be an M drawing a line in the sand, but you we need to know that's a big thing. We need to know whether or not. Well, you, it's back
3: to your back to your point when you said earlier, man, about the Manchurian candidate. Um, that's what's happening in politics now. Everyone's a mm-hmm. candidate. uh candidate. It's, you know, when you have to take a stand, uh, it used to be you could take a stand, but now you take a stand, it becomes, a, it becomes, automatically you become polarized. Yeah. And yeah. so so individuals now are not taking stands. I mean, it's amazing, you know, we hear about Jeff Blake and Bob Corker and all these guys showing all this, um, as they call it, this, Political courage.
2: This outrage. Yeah. At the end
3: of the end of the day, they're, <laughs> yeah, the the, right. the day, they're voting. Even even uh,
0: McCain. Right, John day, McCain. They're voting, right.
3: They're voting ninety eight percent of the time with this guy.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, look at let me look at the twenty sixteen uh, Republican primary. They're all like, he's crazy, you know, he's crazy. You can't win. Blah 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 blah. And then they all fell in line.
3: Yeah.
0: One by one. Oh yeah. Look at look at look
3: at Marco Rubio.
0: Right, Marco Rubio. Uh, Chris I, remember hearing, I remember hearing The Trojan horse
3: the guy the, the guy Graham. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Graham. I remember him yep. at, at, at one event he said the Republican party is gone quote ape shit, unquote. Now he's saying I you know my my comments are a little too harsh about President. Yep. Trump. I mean, you know. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's about power. These yeah. guys are mm-hmm. in power, they're addicted to it, and they are not yep. gonna give it up either.
2: yeah Yeah, agree. All right, y'all. Hey, uh don't forget you can find us uh Castropolis.net. Um, You can email us if you got any feedback, any comments, gp3rtt at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. We're on Instagram, GP3Homies, SoundCloud, GP3Homies, and iTunes. To the distinguished gentlemen, I appreciate what y'all do. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Uh, Rand, keep doing your thing. Keep fighting out there, man. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. you being on the show this morning. Um, and, And millennial... Damn, go dogs, man. What the hell? You, you said it best. Hey, yeah, let me let me end this the, and say Kirby I, Smart, I, I two years. <laughs> say what?
3: <laughs> I mean, they got the schedule already on the thing now. They they've announced the final four. And so, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who's
2: gonna who is,
3: it's gonna be um it's gonna be uh hold on, it's gonna be Clemson uh versus um Alabama. Uh-huh. Okay, and Georgia versus uh, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, okay, okay, uh, that's what I heard. And then, and then yeah. that's
2: that's that's the schedule. That's the grid, and and the, the two winners of each one of those will will go at it for the overall okay. national. Wow. and they
3: will play the national championship here in Atlanta on January eighth. Amazing. And Atlanta's getting
0: all this
2: money. <laughs> always has, always will, and that's why that's A- A- why the, state. the
3: stakes A- are incredibly you to, high. You, you need to talk. You need to talk to your your um, your funders about maybe. Uh, you,
2: Say what? Say
3: what? The Bull, the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs are playing Oklahoma Sooners um
2: uh
3: at the um, Rose Bowl in Pasadena. You're breaking oh, up, yeah, man. I you're think, breaking up. You are breaking up. <laughs> I think you need to go out there if you're in Pasadena, you
2: need to probably tour um uh, UCLA and USC for <laughs> you're the graduate up? program. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Didn't you read did you read the tax, uh the tax form about graduate studies and, and, and no, oh, no tax write-offs? No. That's another well, show. First of all, take That's another show we'll like five <laughs> <laughs> That's another show. All right, y'all. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate it. Uh again, thanks for listening. And uh, th- thanks, fellas. And uh number sixty-six is in the can. We out. Peace. All right take
1: care you've been listening to the gp3 homies from the block podcast connect via email at gp3 rtt at gmail.com leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 follow us on itunes give us a five star follow us on soundcloud search gp3 homies from the block special thanks to music by millennial nick rap sbdg graphics lady j thanks for listening